Australia, it is Friday, February 16, TDIF, am I right? This is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. Uh, you can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA or a bunch of other stuff. Also, we've got the Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast. Go check those out. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, just, you know, giving you the lowdown on all things NBA. Bit of a quiet one today because it's the All-Star Weekend coming up. We get ourselves a bit of a break. So today's show is going to be All-Star Preview. We'll cover off the three games today as well. Beef Stew got arrested. Jeez, bro, it's a bit much. Uh, PJ Tucker copped a big fine. Uh, but mostly, we'll just go through the All-Star Preview gear for two, well, basically for the weekend, right? We've got Sunday for the Saturday Night Challenge and then Monday, the actual game itself, where we go back to East-West. That'll be fun. Uh, but before we do all that, we'll still have that's not an eye fold, mate. No, mate. Spot of the night. Better Monzo Ball. We've got some, yeah, nazi unpopular opinion of the day now. Back takehouse. We're serving up a flame grilled take. Uh, we'll throw in, I believe, we just got a sweaty, hairy bloke of the week. Maybe an Andrew Gay's great mumber award as well. Uh, and then we'll pick and preview all the gear from All Star. So the skills challenge, the dunk comp, the three point comp, the actual game itself. Don't know about the. Uh, Celebrity game, but either way. So, we'll do that, and that'll be fun. Then we'll close out with a classic cooking with Bainsey for you. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1036 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better, especially if you're Thanasis. Uh, <laughs> Thanasis Hunter de Gumpo. Uh, he copped it from both Chuck and Shaq. It was a very funny segment. Go watch it. Thanasis got better job security than Supreme Court justice. <laughs> got him, Shaq. Got him. <laughs> Loved it. Enjoyed it. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Oh, it's a whip around, doesn't it, man? It's usually a bit of a gym whinge, too. I'm not going to win too hard today. Squid number two got sent home from daycare. What did he do, Jim? Did he punch on with somebody? No, he had like two spots. They're like, we don't know what this is. Send him home. And you're like, oh, God. So, yeah. Work has been a little bit chaos, but it's all right. Luckily, we only had three games today. So, let's in, get into the news. As I mentioned, Isaiah Stewart, Big Beef Stew, for punching Drew Banks, a.k.a. Drew Eubanks. Pre-game the other day, he got arrested, which makes sense. Because he fucking hit a guy. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't just assault people. <laughs> this is like, oh, a bit of brouhaha on the court, bro. Yeah, it's like, yep, yeah, part of competition. Walking up to somebody before the game and just going, what are you looking at, dickhead? Bang! Yeah, you should probably get arrested for that. So uh, Phoenix Police said that he was arrested, issued a citation, then released. So he was already out of the game, obviously, because he'd be sprained ankle, but I don't know. Big beef stew, Isaiah Stewart. There's obviously just like a little bit of a fucking screw loose in that guy's head. I remember when he, when he went after LeBron. That was amazing. Because like LeBron shouldn't be afraid of anybody, but LeBron should probably be afraid of beef stew. <laughs> like beef stew's using like the swim maneuver to go get him and just go after him and stuff. Pretty crazy. Uh, Steph had a bit of a whinge after yesterday's pants shitting against the Clippers. They, uh, he was like, yep, we're average. And he's like, he's actually, Steph doesn't quite have those like uh, kind of weird sort of mush mouth brain farts that we see some other folks have out there. Uh, Reggie Miller. <laughs> Sometimes LeBron just talking about it like weird double entendres. But you remember like Steph had that weird one, like what's the, defin- the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. It's like, well, that's what he was trying to say. What he was actually saying is like, yeah, you're insane if you try to do the same thing. <laughs> anyway, he did say we're very average. Very average doesn't get it done in this league. Before today's win over the Yaz, it's a soft J, uh, 14-4 and four at home, the Warriors were, 12-12 and 12 on the road and 26-26 overall. He wasn't wrong. They had a really good win today, though. That's a statement and a half in Utah. Uh, PJ Tucker. Jeez, that's a bit of a brutal one. $75,000 fine. Jesus. 
for wanting to be traded. Poor bloke hasn't played since November 27, and the NBA came after him for going, yeah, look, it'd be good if I played somewhere else, to be honest, because I just want to play, man. And they're like, you can't say that. $75,000. Fuck me, dude. That is brutal. Seriously, like if you went to your boss and was like, hey, I want to go somewhere else, and they're like, no. And you're like, that's not nice. <laughs> what are you doing? We're just going gonna to send you home. He and Bones Highland got sent home. How funny is the Bones Highland situation? Like, PJ Tucker's made his money. PJ Tucker's won it. He's done it. He's awesome. We love PJ Tucker. Bones Highland is just a head case, and they're like, yep, you suck. Piss off. Both of you go home from this uh, road trip before uh, All-Star and think about what you've done. Uh, But PJ Tucker copped another kick in the dick with the 75K. All right. um, So with All-Star ahead this week, and we had the three games today, so we'll fly through those. A couple of good ones. Milwaukee, Memphis. Funny gear, really, because Memphis went at 113-110. What? Seriously, it was absolutely chaos. What was that? What the hell was that? Nobody's entirely sure what the hell that was. Milwaukee were horrible. Like, the Memphis Hustle did, were literally the Memphis Hustle. They didn't have Triple J or Luke Kennard, the Duckman. Like, this is one of the most egregious, worst losses you'll ever see. This is a contending team with a new coach, two superstars, two all-star starters, and they lose to a G League team. Seriously, it's San- the Grizzlies today started Santi Aldama, Zaya Williams, Jordan Goodwin. <laughs> I mean... That bloke is just like, oh, what fucking team am I on now? <laughs> he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> he was on Phoenix, said he's on Memphis, part of that David Roddy trade. They started Trey Jamison. Yep, the immortal Trey Jamison. He's had a couple of nice little flashes this year, but still. And Vince Williams Jr. That is the Memphis Hustle featuring Santi Aldama. Off the bench, GG Jackson goes absolutely ham. They win this game. Uh, but this is an absolute embarrassment for the Bucks. Like, mostly just actual got starters out there. They're starting Crowder, Antetokounmpo, Lopez, Dame, Beasley. They've got Pat Bev, Connaughton, and Portis coming off the bench, AJ Green. Like, that's their nine-round rotation. Like, they're on. And they lose to the Grizzlies the day before the All-Star break by three by basically just not paying attention. <laughs> Seriously, they got torn up by G.G. Jackson. G.G. Jackson, who I think is radical, and Zaire Williams, who's like still doesn't really know how to play basketball. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible gear. I love it. Sucked in Milwaukee. They just never look like they were like, they had a moment where they're like, yeah, we're going to win this one. Don't worry about it. And then the third quarter hit, and you're like, uh, what are we doing? And they could never fight their way back into it. It was hilarious. Dame was just missing everything. Like, Beasley hit those two threes late. Uh, I think it was, and it was like, oh, God, the Bucks are going to pull this out of their ass, and they still didn't. Milwaukee had the last fucking shot of the game as well, and they sort of screwed up, basically giving the ball there, and Lillard misses the three, and you're like, oh, game over. <laughs> it was so weird. Anyway, uh, Grizzly shot 76% in the third quarter, and were up as much as 10, and you're like, Jesus. And the Bucks just never got there. So Giannis ends up with 35, 4, and 12. So 12 assists. He shot 15 and 17, 5 and 9 at the free throw line, 14 and 11 for Blopez with four blocks, 24 and 7 for Dane, but he shot 7 of 21 and 3 of 13 from downtown. Whereas Beasley, as I mentioned, he hit those two threes late, but he only hit 3 of 10 all game. That was all of which were threes. So... Fighting Bobby Porter's fighting around the ward at 15 and 7. But this is the thing. The Bucks just leave you wanting a little bit more. Pat Bev goes 0 of 4, all of which were from 3. And it just feels like no Marjon Bouchamp and no Tai Washington. A bit of AJ Green. Paddy Connaughton didn't do fucking anything. And you're like, yeah, this Bucks team just might not be very good. Defensively, it doesn't really matter when you're like shooting 46%, 11-44 from three. I'm no math magician, but 11-44 from three is not fucking good, especially when Memphis shoot 50%, 13 of 26. Like, I don't know, any time you can take, hmm, what's that, 
18 less threes and make two more than the opposition. Yeah, that's a good game. <laughs> it's not bad. Zaya Williams has an awesome game. 9 of 13 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3, 27, 4 and 4 for him. Three steals. GG Jackson, 27 points on the bench. He hit 6 of 10 threes. He was rad. 18 point, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Night for Vince Williams Jr. Santi Aldama had the 7, 3 and 7. Jemison had 10 and 6. They got their asses handed to them. We got straight killed. He got straight killed. Bucks, take a good outlook at yourself over the All-Star break, you dickheads. That's not contention. That's just shitting down your leg and pretending like it's chocolate sauce. All right. Memphis, 20 and 36. Bucks, 35 and 21. Golden State held on to beat Utah, 141-37. This game was absolutely chaos. It was really entertaining. Oh, geez, Jim, there were 277 points scored, so you're not wrong. Yeah. From the get-go, it was absolutely flying out the doors. Golden State had 48 points. They scored 48 in the second quarter. That's just fucking silly. Clay went off. He got demoted to the bench and responded. Good to see him come back. Uh, But the Utah Yaz were up three after the first quarter. And, like, it was basically a 20-point turnaround. They were up, and then they were getting their ass kicked. And you're like, what just happened, Utah? Utah were up, like, 11 really early on in the first quarter. It was, like, 30 to 19. They were absolutely flying. And uh, Golden State, Clay just started hitting threes. Steph hit some stuff. And then it was basically 39 all. <laughs> and you're like, what just happened, Utah? Jeez. And by the end of the first quarter, yeah, uh, end of the first half, they were – down like basically 13 or whatever it was. Yeah. So pretty funny. But then the Yaz came all the way back. They were down 12 with like nine minutes to go. And then it was basically another big stretch where Golden State didn't score. Utah got it all the way back to a one-point game. Um, And then right at the end, absolutely cooked it. Had a beautiful little uh, dunk from Jordan Clarkson's amazing little touch pass. And uh, John Collins got the rebound and then threw it out of bounds. And you're like, oh, this guy. Everyone's like, oh, bro, you cooked that. And he's like, yeah, I know, I'm really sad. But Collins had like a dunk at the 40-second mark left in this game where Clarkson just sort of touched past the rebound to him as an assist. It was absolutely immense. And then John Collins, they force a miss, they get the rebound and then throw it away. Oh, no, I think there was an offensive rebound. Yeah, it was crazy. So... Utah, no one to blame but themselves. Now they've, uh, I think they've lost like four games straight now too, the uh, Yaz. It's looking a bit there. looks squirrely there. Uh, but their backcourt was fantastic tonight. The sex man, Colin Sexton, he had a great look to tie this up as well at the last second after they fouled. They had like three point, what was it, 2.3 seconds left. They get it in. He shakes pods, rises up. You're like, that could not be more open. Just a little bit too strong. Game over. Anyway, the sex man ends up with 35 and 9. Keontae George, the rookie, was fan-bloody-tastic. 33-6. He's been really, really good the last couple of weeks. 9-16 from three. Absolute steal of the draft. 11-22 from the floor overall. 20-14 for Lowry. Was very, very short-armed. He absolutely alligator-armed the last couple of threes that he had. Uh, 6-23 of 23 overall. Gross! 4-11 from three. 18-13 for John Collins. It's a tall cocktail, but then threw that ball away late. And... Uh, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, 13 points, 9 assists, including that incredible touch pass, 1 of 5 from 3. And as a team, the Yaz went 22 of 49 from downtown. 22 of 49. And they lost. Because the Warriors went 20 of 42. Not bad. Clay had 35 off the bench, 7 of 13 from 3. Draymond was absolutely massive in this game. 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. Piss off. 19 for Wiggins, 16 and 10 for Steph. He only shot 4 of 14, but, I mean, he hit about 87 threes last night. And Pods had 13 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, shot 3 of 7 from 3. Golden State, they get above average, 27 and 26. Utah slipped at 26 and 30. And then, finally, Minnesota actually rolled Portland. So they just kicked the shit out of him. One tw- they did get straight killed. But he got straight killed. 128-91. Uh, this was kind of close. Then it w- Well, they were down 30. The Blazers. Then they pulled it all the way back to 10, and then it blew out again. Uh, which is kind of the old NBA rope-a-dope. That's how it goes nowadays. Uh, but 
this was really, really impressive the way the Wolves actually just went about their business. Because they just kicked the shit out of them. When it got a little bit squirrely, they continued to kick the shit out of them. So great job by the Wolves. Uh, you had the Great Barry Reef had a couple of nice little moments. He ends up with six and three coming off the bench. He ends up shooting two of nine, though, one of five from downtown. So, uh, But Scoot started uh, with no Brogdon. He had a bit of a bung ankle. Didn't look too bad, but also wasn't exactly that efficient. 15 and four for him, three turnovers. He's had a very whelming rookie season. And you're like, yeah. Anthony Simons, four of 15. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, six of 14. Five turnovers for Simons killed him, though. The 12 points, five turnovers, brutal gear. 20 points, two rebounds for Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, and very little else out there for the uh, Wolves. Tumani Kamara, uh, Tumani Kamara, a.k.a. the Commodore. Tumani, it's Kamara, Jim. Uh, 13 points and five rebounds. He was perfect from the field, though. Five and five from the floor, one and one from downtown. Uh, the Blazers, though, they're just... Walking wounded. This is a team that's just like, can we please just go on holidays for a week? I just need a break. Uh, the Wolves, meanwhile, 34-6-7 for Ant-Man. He was awesome. 12-21 for him. Nazareth had 10 points off the bench. Monty Morris, 12-3. He had 17 for Jada McDaniels. Ruth de Gobez is that they were at 11-12 and 23-8 and and for Cat. Not bad. Absolutely smashed him. 53 rebounds for the Wolves. That's called using your size compared to... 30, 53, flip that up and reverse it, 35 for the Blazers. Tough one. Blazers dropped the 15 and 39, and uh, the Wolves, 39 and 16. Where does that leave them, Jim, at the All-Star break? Oh, I don't know. On top of the West. That's pretty bloody good. Wolves fans, rejoice. All right, let's do an NBA Australia Pro performance of the night. Shall Earth we? <laughs> That's not a nice That's a knife. Tell you what, Ant-Man was good. 34 points against Portland. Very nice. You love to see that, right? Good on you. But come on, man. Like, we were literally just shitting on Clay yesterday and going, he's cooked. Pack her up, boys. Fire him into this sun. He comes off the bench. They start pods instead. Like, what a slap in the face that is for the proud, honoured tradition of Clay Thompson being a weirdo. Uh, and away he goes. He just goes, right, don't care. Check this out. I'm still Clay. And it's one of those great outback takehouses that the Warriors probably go more as Clay goes than even as Steph does. Because Steph can have a 16 and 10 game and they win because Clay goes for 35. Uh, but that was an incredibly awesome game from Clay. It's like he had a couple of weird shots late where he was compl- like the legs were just gone. You're like, ah, yeah, that makes sense again, though. But 35, 6 and 2, 7 and 13 from downtown, 13 and 22. It's just good to have him back, you know? That's all we want. We just want the things we used to have, and that includes a healthy and doing well Clay Thompson in my book. It's just more fun when he's good. I don't like players being shit. Call me old fashioned. <laughs> but I prefer my players to be not bad. Uh, anyway. So there you go, Clay. And obviously, Zaya Williams and G.G. Jackson, the 27 points each for them. They're going to pop up again in a second, but bloody good. Who is Spud of the night? Spud, 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 Oh, a couple of Spuds who also happen to be All-Stars. That's right, Dame Lillard, 7-21. I'm no math magician, but I'm pretty sure that's 30% shooting. 3 of 13 from downtown for Dame against the Memphis Hustle. Yeesh. Uh, hashtag spoiler alert. I don't think I'm going to be betting on him for, uh, well, this might be the old, actually, there we go. We're going to go with the rope dope This is the old Dame rope dope Just take 13 threes in a game and he's going to come out and fucking win the three-point comp. Away we go. And the other one is obviously, Larry, that's a girl's name, Markinen. Not a uh, actual all-star this year. Was one last year. Uh, brutal 6 of 23 shooting, 4 of 11 from downtown, but yeah, not great, bro, not great. 6 of 23 is, uh, tell you what, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, 20 of 14, and quite, like, he literally had two shots late, so two threes were, again, the alligator arms on that one were just absolutely brutal. So, Damon Lowry. Damon Lowry? You mean Illawarra Hawks, a.k.a. Ballarat minor legend Damon Lowry? No. 
Dame and Lowry. Use your words, Jim. Stop slurring them together. I haven't even had any tins yet today. It's still the thing on the roof of my mouth, which obviously sounds a lot better than it did. But either way, it's still there. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, John Collins. Well, he might actually be the opposite of old mate, no mates, because everybody sort of came over and over to him after he threw that ball away. And, like, you could see him just panic and panic and panic and panic and panic because he had the ball, and he had the ball for ages at the end of that game. Gets the rebound. He's like, oh, shit, we've got the ball. This is great. Should I go up and score it? Fuck. Uh, no, I've got three dudes trying to grab them. No, maybe. Oh, I'll pass it. No, I'll pass it straight out. No, wait. I'll kick it over the... Oh, I've sailed it into the sixth row. Ah, shit. <laughs> and Sex Man comes over to, like, you know, talk him out of it and fucking... Uh, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson comes over and like sort of like, hey man, it's all right, mistakes happen. At the same time, you've got to be like this fucking guy. How, jeez, you'd be absolutely fucking ropeable. Uh, that is a interesting bus ride, but yeah. Uh, and obviously PJ Tucker. Not only does he cop that seventy five thousand dollars fine, you got Ty Lue talking shit, which is pretty funny. When you got guys like PJ who have another year left on his deal, he can ride off into the sunset. He's 70 years old, but he wants to play. He wants to compete. And so you understand that you want guys like that. <laughs> PJ Tucker's like, I'm not 70. <laughs> Settle the fuck down, Ty. <laughs> and then Ty Lue also having a crack at the refs. Where are the refs at now? Cheating. That's all they be doing. Where are they at now? Yeah, you can definitely expect a uh, phone call from the league office there, Ty. Adam Silver here. I would like to let you know, Ty the that you have a very large, large fine incoming. <laughs> so get off your fucking phone, Adam. Uh, all right, pantsing of the night. Very fat, 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 very, very fat, fat. Remember when there was that, like, uh, Navy scandal about the sump in the rump? How it's like they crossed the equator or some shit for the first time and they got brought them up on, like, deck and... Filled up their assholes with like sump oil or whatever the fuck was going on. Who knows? It's like one of those great moments in Australian politics. Like, what the fuck are these lunatics doing over there? Uh, that's what happened to the Bucks today by the Grizzlies. That was just hilarious. And when I say hilarious, it was kind of sad as well and a bit gross. Just like sump in the rump. Uh, there you go. Good analogy, Jim. Thanks. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I'll tell you what, uh, GG Jackson and Zaya Williams, awesome. And they definitely get the uh, better than Lonzo ball today with with the uh, 27 points apiece. But really, Keontae George is going to win this one outright because he was absolutely fantastic for the Yaz today. 11 of 22 from the floor, 9 of 16 from 3, 2 of 3 at the line. Six assists, three steals, only the two turnovers, 33 points. He was fantastic. That dude rules. He has, like, such a cool, like, flourish to his game sometimes. He, like, he's young as hell. He is real fun. The dude, like, is just, just 20. Absolutely unreal. I love him. He's a great, great weapon for the year. So, Keontae George today, better than Lonzo Ball. And, of course, J.J. Jackson and Zaya Williams as well. Good job. Magic Tweet of the Day. That's right, everybody's favourite segment. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark for setting a new women's Division I basketball scoring record with 3,528 points. I love that. Congratulations to Steph Curry for becoming the first player with seven threes in four straight games last night. I can magically listen to yesterday's show. Let's see if he can make it five when the Warriors tip off against the Jazz in a couple of minutes. Well, he didn't, but anyway. Uh, This is pretty amazing as well. Magic photo with a couple of dudes. Thank you to Snowflake Corporate Creative Director Francis Mao and his son Evan for inviting me to speak to over 3,000 members of the Snowflake sales team today in Las Vegas. I really enjoyed the Q&A and the audience gave me a great response to my message about business and how I've been a winner and competitor on and off the court. I love that it's called Snowflake. Great job. It sounds like magic is dunking on them going, this guy's a fucking pussy. <laughs> but the best one is... 
Cookie and I had a fabulous dinner last night for Valentine's Day at Spargo. They had an amazing live band performing. Afterwards, we went to celebrate our friends John and Nicole Denson Randolph's 14th wedding anniversary. And then a photo of them all. Isn't that nice? What do we say? Thanks, Magic. All right, how about Dickhead of the Week? Dickhead of the Week! Uh, a couple of Dickhead of the Weeks. Uh, Terry Catledge, you might remember him from the olden days, if you're as old as me. Pre-Shack Magic, uh, he was number 33 on the Orlando Magic. Shaq was 33. But Jim, Shaq was always 32. Yeah, because Terry Catledge is a dickhead who won $150,000 from rookie Shaq to change his number. Shaq... Very smartly, which figures because he's one of the smartest athletes when it comes to sorting out your money, uh, told him to go fuck himself <laughs> and turned 32 into an iconic number instead. Shaq is awesome. Terry Catledge, you're a dickhead. Obviously, also Daryl Morey, just the sort of consistent phrases that you hear about him. It's like, yeah, 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 that guy kind of sucks. Patrick Beverly was talking to Daryl Morey. Morey assured him he wasn't going to be traded. And then he got traded. <laughs> Jesus. That's a bit of dickhead material right there. All right, some quick NRs, and then we'll do the All-Star Preview right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENRs. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAstray.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a stubby holder, coffee mug. There's only a couple of those left, so you better hurry up. Uh, right, let's do some Yanaz. Does Danilo Gallinari, I forgot to mention this at the top, Gallo is signing with the Bucks for the rest of the season. Does he help? Yeah, nah. I mean, in a game like this where you just need a couple of bench buckets to offset everybody being shit except for Giannis, he probably does. Because <clears throat> I think if there's one thing that Gallo can do is like get you a couple of cheap buckets. So, yeah. Uh, but the other one is Outback Takeout. Should they just fire Doc and bring back Adrian Griffin? Yeah, nah. Ugh. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Doc Rivers leaves a lot to be desired as a coach. The thing is, I... That leads into the very next one. Like, you know, what are they? They're so far. I think the Bucks are a three and seven. There you go, three and seven under Doc. They're twenty third in offensive rating, eleventh in defensive rating, nineteenth in net rating. So, it's pretty interesting, bro. Pretty interesting. Don't mind it, but should we actually be worried about Milwaukee? Yeah, nah. Before this loss, I would have still said nah. Because you got to give Doc and the team just, you know, a little bit of time just to sort of coalesce, figure out their shit. And three and seven, though, like, to lose this game to a Grizzlies team that, as I've said, it's a G League team featuring Zaya Williams and Santi Aldama. G.G. Jackson is a weapon. I love that. But he's a second-round pick. Like, this is Dame Lillard, Giannis. They didn't have Middleton, and that's kind of it, right? I'd be a little bit worried about that just in general. <laughs> like, you've got to have some worry. So, yeah, I'd be worried. Uh, should Beef Stew have been arrested? Yeah, nah. Yeah. I mean, I already covered this. The dude hit a guy. You just can't go around punching people. <laughs> I have to say to the squid, I'm going to say to you, Beef Stew, as well. Uh, and then Scotty Baxter, on top of the Vegas thing we were talking about yesterday for expansion, he just sent me through a reminder of a yeah, nah, that he sent through a while ago. Yeah, nah, should expand to Las Vegas and Seattle with LeBron and Durant signing with each respective club with a Beckham-style deal with ownership and a draft deal to let LeBron pick his son. Yeah, nah, yes. I would love KD. To end up in Seattle. Bit of an ownership 
GM vibe running this show there. That'd be fucking great. And LeBron, the Vegas thing. Yeah, that's what they should just do. So he can go full Beckham, pick his son, away they go. Uh, really quickly, All-Star Weekend. It's coming up. We're about to do the preview. It's happening this weekend. There's a big piece about how it's all just gone to shit on ESPN. So can it be saved? Yeah, nah, yes, of course it can be saved. How do you do it, Jim? Instigate my thing about the dunk comp and the three-point comp, which I'll talk about again in a second now, back takeouts. But really, you're trying to appeal to their, the players' like general sort of competitive nature. And I think the best way to go about it would be like, well, only one team gets paid. So you guys... I don't know. We've got $12 million here. There's 24 of you. So only 12 of you are going to get that $1 million bonus. Just saying. Like, I find it weird that it's an all-star event. It's an exhibition game. I love the idea of the all-star game. If you want an actually fucking competitive game, then put some fucking stakes on the line. $12 million to the winner. Nothing to the runner-up. Only at Outback. I actually love that one. Uh, I'm popular opinion of the day real quickly. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I still love the All-Star game. Like, yes, it's a bit of fucking shooting, giggle, and dunking giggle. It hit some absolutely brutal years there for a minute. The Elam ending, though, that was really good was in Chicago. Cargo, I think the first year they tried the Elam ending and it gave us a really, really awesome competitive game. Ever since then, though, you know what the big problem was? I don't want to do maths. We're watching the fucking All-Star game. I don't want to have to add up. Wait, who won the first quarter? Why did that matter? Oh, shit, because they've got to give like a donation. Like, what's the running title? It doesn't matter because we've got to get to the Elam ending. It's like, no, that does matter. Oh, God. I'm confused. And also, which te- who's on what team? It's not East versus West. So they've at least figured that back out. They've gone back to the conventional scoring without the Elam ending. Good. Because that's it. We're done with nerds. You had your shot. Oh, it's a much better way to do it, man. It's just because that way, like, you, you know what you're gunning for and it makes it way more competitive. Did it? Did it really? It kind of did at times, just like the other one. You nerds had your chance. Now we do it my way. All or nothing money. <laughs> as simple as that. So Adam Silver should be doing that right now. I told you, nerds. Your way or my way. All right, our back take out. It's Friday at our back, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah, four, four for one oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right. It's Australian for horse piss. I mean beer. That's right, beer. It goes great with the flame grill take, and today's flame grill take is obviously what Jim just said. $12 million prize purse for the winning team. In fact, if you want to go really hardcore, let's make it $25 bucks, and everyone gets a bit of a taste of that. And if you want the coaches to go hammer and tongs as well, up their prize money. But only one winning the winning side is the only one that actually makes any. And away you go. You want a competitive fucking all-star game? I just fixed it for you, Adam. But on top of that, if you want the Saturday night to be even better, the dunk comp and the three-point comp should be an entire in-season tournament knockout. You want to goose your numbers for the all-star weekend, but also at in-season tournament games and for people to be watching these games during the season, then boom, expand the NBA Cup, run it for twice as long and the absolute ultimate idea of this is that you have every single NBA player has to either engage in the dunk comp or the three-point comp. And at halftime during the in-season tournament, we have our knockout tournament. It's a huge bracket. We're going head-to-head. We're getting votes, we're getting actual scores, and we're whittling down the entire field until we get to the all-star game where the finals take part. Boom. 
All-Star Weekend saved. Only an outback. Remember this when people go, oh, this is the worst dunk comp ever. This is the worst All-Star ever. If you just listen to Jim, we can fix it. Only at Outback. All right, really, really, really quick Australian player watch because uh, we only had Aussie Matty T. As I mentioned, uh, let's fire up the tunes. Uh, we had Aussie Matty T and the Grim Reefer in action today. And Aussie Matty T went 0 of 4, including 0 of 2 from 3. He had 0 points and 1 steal, and that was it. Two fouls, minus 25 in 11 minutes. Tough one for Matty. And the great barrier wreath, as mentioned, 2 and 9 from the floor, 1 and 5 from downtown, 1 and 2 at the free throw line. He had 6 points and 3 rebounds in 17 minutes, but not bad. All right, sweaty, hairy bloke of the week, uh, the Mark Brakey Memorial Award. I'll tell you what, I will tell you what, you know who loves getting their sweat on and looking real big and dirty and uh, sweaty? It's going to be... It's Dario the homie Sarich. Dude played 10 minutes again today for the Warriors, and every time you saw him, you're like, did he did he just take a shower? Like, what are we doing here? Like, Larry sometimes has it. Walker Kessler sometimes have it. But God damn, Dario Sarich is a sweaty, hairy bloke. He is the hairy, sweaty bloke of the week. All right. Uh, finally, let's do a Patty Mills game day ball game day Twitter check-in, because I think we've got a good one. Before we do the All-Star break, it is the Patty Mills Game Day Ball again. Never Twitter chicken. Uh, Patty, oh, more in love with you every day. Picture of him in the miso. Love that. Alyssa Mills. Patty, you're a smart man. We also uh, had a really good one of just them, you know, having a bit of a smooch. It's a joy to watch the love grow. Oh, them dressed up, having holding hands on the corner in Brooklyn. Them having a dance, all dressed up. They are a wildly stylish couple. Like, really stylish. So go check that one out. I would run through a wall for Patty. We all know that. But good on the uh, miso, too. All right. Should we do it? The NBA All-Star Weekend Preview. 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 Uh, Saturday night game. Well, the Saturday night... All-Star gear. Well, we've also got the Celebrity game. Uh, that's always a bit of a piss take, isn't it? So you got Stephen A. Smith against Uncle Shannon Sharp, which is pretty fun. you got Peyton, 50 Cent, Aya Wilson, Lil Wayne, Jennifer Hudson, Micah Parsons, CJ Straub. Uh, the Ruffles Celebrity game. Who do you like in this one? It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not going to actually do that one. <laughs> Seriously, no one gives a fuck about the uh, Celebrity game including most of the celebrities in it that aren't actually, like, Kevin Hart did. Everybody else didn't really sort of give a fuck. So I find it weird that they've got Stephen A versus Unk. It's kind of funny. It's pretty weird. But you've got on Shannon Sharp's team, you've got he and 50 Cent as, as the coaches. You've got Anul AA. Kai Sinat, Connor Daly, Walker Hayes, Quincy Isaiah, Jewel Lloyd, Micah Parsons, Lily Singh, SIR, and Dylan Wang. Uh, yeah, I know about three of those names. Fucking hell. And then on Team Stephen A, somehow you've got Meta World Peace. Jesus, Jack Ryan. Uh, as in the, the Jack Ryan from the Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, CJ Stroud. Gianmarco Tamberi, Adam Blackstone, Natasha Cloud, Jennifer Hudson, Tristan Yass, AJ McLean, and Kwame Onwuche. Coached by Lil Wayne, A.O. Wilson, and Stephen A. Um, yeah, I'll just give that to Shannon Sharp. His team's going to be tougher. Stephen A's a lot of talk, not much substance. Uh, right, but the actual good stuff. Sunday. Oh, you've got the Rising Stars Challenge as well, but that's a weird one because they still do, I think, the... Uh, the round robin. I'm just going to go Team Detlef for that because I am all about my former beloved um, Seattle Supersonics, of course. So Team Detlef, all the fucking way. Oh, let's go. But you do have like like a weird sort of setup with the uh, Rising Stars. So to quickly go through it, we have uh, on Team Pow. You got Bilal Kulabale, Jaime Hawkes Jr., Brandon Miller, Podemski. 
Jabari Smith Jr., Kaysen Wallace, and Victor Wembenyama. Oh, that's a good team. Team Tamika, Palo Bancaro, Dyson Daniels. He's out now. He's the only Aussie in there because I'll tell you what. Our mate, Duop Reith, was robbed. Jalen Duran, Keontae George, Scoot Henderson, Jaden, Vic Keegs Murray, Vince Williams Jr. On Team Jalen Rose, Jordan Hawkins, Chet, Walker Kessler, Derek Lively, Benny Matherin, Shaden Sharp, he's out injured, Jeremy Sohan and Jalen Williams, J-Dub. Not bad. And Team Detlef, he's got the uh, G-Leaguers. He's got his NML Mensa, Matzaz Buzualis, Ron Holland, Mac McClung, Tyler Smith, Oscar Chibawe, and Alondez Williams. Um, yeah, Team Power is loaded. He's got Wemby and all the other good guys, so we're going to go Team Power on that one. Tough one, tough one. All right, now the good stuff. The skills cop. We've got Halliburton, Matherin, and Turner. Versus Paolo, Ant, and Wemby versus Scoob, Maxi, and Trey. So that's Scotty Barnes, Maxi, and Trey. So that's Team All Star. Team number one pick is Paolo, Ant, Man, and Wemby. And Team Indy is Halliburton, Matherin, and Turner. I don't mind Halliburton, Matherin, and Turner making it through to the finals, but I think they lose to Scoob, Maxi, and Trey. I think there's a bit too much shooting and skill, and interestingly enough, on the Scoob, Maxi, Trey team. Because Ant-Man can sort of be a bit hit and miss. Wemby from three as well. The shooting might be a bit wonky. Paolo, similar vibes. So the pick is Scoob, Maxi, and Trey for that one against over the top of Halliburton and Matherin. So. And then you've got the three-point comp. Fascinating setup. Uh, as I sort of mentioned earlier, I actually don't mind Dame just throwing a uh, spanner in the works today by going three of 13 and actually then lighting it up in the three-point comp. I don't mind Cat as well. Carl Anthony Towns, he's been out there. He's been in these big moments uh, in the three-point comp. He reckons he's the best shooting big man of all time. Prove it, buddy. But, yeah, I like Dame over the top of Cat, ahead of Trey, ahead of Donovan Mitchell, ahead of Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton's another one, but because he's sort of still got that injury in the back of his head, I don't know about that one. Malik Beasley can get super hot. He can also miss, like, 15 straight. So Jalen Brunson is one to keep an eye on. He also has some... Pretty decent consistency. Uh, shooting the piss out of it. Has like really hot, really big long hot streaks. And uh, Larry Markman just had a Barry Crocker shocker today. But I think Cat, Dame, Brunson are my top three picks. Uh, Dame to win it. Steph versus Sabrina three point challenge. That'll be kind of fun. I don't know if he can bet on that one, but whatever. Let's go, Curry. And then you got the dunk comp. Mac McClung, Jalen Brown, Jaime Hawkes Jr. and Jacob Toppin, a.k.a. the Toby, uh, the Toppin brother from Wish. We can't get Obi. We've got Jacob. What the fuck, man? Uh, I'm going to take Mac McClung to win this back-to-back. He was awesome last year. Like He was easily, the, by far, the best dunker in that comp last year, and I don't think he's going to be worse. So give me Mac McClung over Jaime Hawkes Jr. I think Jalen Brown might have a couple of interesting moments, but Jaime Hawkes might come out of nowhere and do some cool shit. So, But Mac McClung to win it. Easily, I reckon. Uh, and then East versus West on Monday. Who do you like? So, your Eastern Conference All-Star status. Tyrese Halliburton, Dame, Giannis, Injured Embiid, and Tatum. Uh, so then you've got Bam, Palabancaro, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, just add more Jalen's to it. Maxi Mitchell, and Randall, who's also out. So Trey Young and Scoob, Scotty Barnes, replace them. I just, without Embiid, I don't know if the uh, East has got enough in terms of size, right? You bring in Scoob, so you got Bam, Paolo, and Scoob, whereas the West is starting LeBron, KD, Joker, Luca, and SGA. Even the starters are huge. Then in reserve, you've got Booker and Curry, AD, Ant-Man, Paul George, Kawaii, and Cat. They've got too much size and too much skill. I think the West win this game uh, pretty handily, and I wouldn't be surprised if Steph goes absolutely ballistic from three to win MVP. If you don't like that and you reckon Steph actually takes a little bit of the foot off the gas, look for Ant-Man. I reckon he'll go out and just be like, oh, shit, check this out. I'm going to score 40 points off the bench and like really assert myself as like one of the faces in the NBA right now. That'd be one of my things because that's what happens at all-star breaks and all-star games is that young players take like that one big step up into absolute sort of superstardom, right? And Ant-Man is kind of right on the edge of that. 
SGA is another one maybe for that. Perhaps Luca just doing cool shit. Um, it would be funny if LeBron actually played so much that he's like, no, look at me. I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. Uh, I'm going to win this MVP. But I think it'd be some like someone like Ant-Man who just goes absolutely hammering songs and uh, really asserts themselves. Like It could be Halliburton. If you like the ace to actually get on a bit of a heater, he'd be the hometown kid. That'd be pretty fun. But I also like Ant-Man, Curry, because I like the West. So just a little bit more balance. Not much size on the East. And I reckon they can crank up the defense if they need to the West. This game is going to be fascinating. So as they've sort of changed it back, will Adam Silver's grand plan pay off? Hey, what's the grand plan? Oh, we'll change everything back to the way it was. <laughs> I think we need to make a change. Change it all the way back to what it was. Okay, Adam. Have a Bex and a lie down, buddy. All right. There you go. That's it. All-Star preview. Should be a great one. Indy, look, I always love in like All-Star weekend. I love the pomp. I love the circumstance. They need to get a grasp on how to make it move quick and get it awesome and get it fun in and out. That's what they need to do. But otherwise, it's always a great weekend. So we'll be there to uh, wrap it up on Monday for you. That's right, because that's the end of this week. It's the end of this show. Again, thanks for sticking with us with like a little bit of the lisp still floating around. It's a bit of a pain in the ass, but it's all good. Thanks for listening. Uh, so we'll be back on Monday. We'll wrap up the All-Star game after the uh, game itself on Monday and wrap up all the events and all that sort of stuff. And then we'll probably take Tuesday off and maybe Wednesday and come back Thursday. So um, a couple of things I've got to do next week anyway work-wise. So, yeah, we'll be back Monday either way. And I'll update you and see if we've got Tuesday, Wednesday, what's going to happen. Either way, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG. We're all over the socials. NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Go check out the Super Bowl rap show. We had a great time at the party. Uh, Gaz was very hungover when we taped the wrap-up show too. Pretty fun. Get around the Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast as well. Subscribe to all of that. Rate, review on the Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on your Android phone. It does help out heaps. Come on, get around it. Don't be a coward. <laughs> Subscribe to all of them. I'll wait right now. Go on. Go subscribe. Cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast, NFL Australia. Come on. All right. You're reviewing them as well? You're starring them? All right. Good. All right. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats, Joshua De La Rentis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sextrado, Green, 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 and Dozers. All the tunes you hear throughout the show, smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And that's it. We'll close out with a classic cooking with Bainesy for your uh, weekend treat. And we'll catch you on Monday after All-Star. That's going to be fun, isn't it? All-Star game. Ahoy! Big weekend. Mac McClung for the dunk comp. Dame for the three-pointers. Maybe Jalen Brunson. Maybe Cap. And the West to win it. All right. Catch you Monday. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Enjoy All-Star and later, Hosen. Cooking with Bainesy is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainesy with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you all? Well, look at you over there. <laughs> I see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Bainesy. I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. All right, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favourite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the Terps. It's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza. Oh, yes, that's right. I love me some Hawaiian pizza, and it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? 
And also, hey, just just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every centre in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, all right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongier, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now, don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it unless you want to be like all fancy pants and shit because uh, then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese. And the key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now... Just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with the tomato paste. Well, snip. There you go. Smooth it out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally with the dead pig. Come on, man. You've got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right, now drain your pineapple into the sink. Or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know, just throw it around. And then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. Just wang her in there in the oven. There you go, just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right, now here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned and a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, you whip her out, you chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza-loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there. Just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza because this is just bloody delicious, mate. All right, how easy was that? Cool. There you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some Hawaiian pizza. All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy.